This episode of the text here is brought to you by Private Internet Access. Pay only $2.91 a month US and get two years of secure web browsing. Sydney's Freshest Tech Podcast, hosted by Harry and Andrew. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Tech Sphere. This is episode number 10. My name is Harry. And I am Andrew. And in this week's episode of the Tech Sphere, a Russian blog basically leaks the entire Pixel 3 XL phone to the world. Rip. DJI dropped some new drones. Australian telcos TPG and Vodafone plan a $15 billion merger. And we discuss the Australian government's plan to roll out the My Health Records nationwide. All that and more... Up next. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for it those happened. who don't know, we pretty much know what the Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL looks like. Yeah. Which is, I think, pretty and awkward. You might think, well, what's wrong with that? The problem is that we did not hear it from Google. Yeah. That's the big problem. We heard it from a good old Russian blog. Yep. On the 22nd of August, a Russian blog called Rosalidked posted an article which claimed they had obtained the device from an anonymous source. How, how mysterious, am I right? <laughs> anonymous, just like Russians always love to be. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you Russians. But the thing is, is the phone actually hasn't been announced yet, and it won't be until October 4th. But I think they might have to think of some other plans right now. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they can pretty much just rock up and be like, you got it right. Yep. And then, and then turn <laughs> this off is what the it lights. looks like. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So um, according to the blog, the Pixel 3 XL will sport a 2960 by 1440 display, which is quite impressive for a, um, you know, a phone display. Yeah. Um, it would also feature a Snapdragon 845 processor. Yeah. Um, and Android Pie, of course. Of course. <laughs> and another another one following the trend of no headphone jack. And <laughs> the biggest notch you have ever seen <laughs> in a phone. Oh my god, it's so big. It is, uh, yeah, it is quite an impressive notch. It's definitely not as wide as uh, some other phones out there are. But it, it comes down into the screen of... A bit more than I think I would like. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm all for... Well, I'm, okay, I'm not all for, but I'm not completely opposed to having a notch, but uh, this is where I draw the line, to yeah, be completely honest. Yeah, it's, it's honest. pushing it. Yeah. Quite literally, it's pushing the screen down. <laughs> Another thing, which is I, I think is pretty cool, was uh, on August 24th, a YouTube account, once again, a Russian YouTube account called D-I-G-I, did you? Yeah released a three-minute-long video, which was just of an unboxing of the Pixel 3 XL, which, once again... It, it's mysterious. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, and if you haven't seen the video, it is a pretty much quite a professional production. Yeah. Um, with your typical, you know, flat lay kind of layout. And within the shot, you can see a uh, Google Home Mini. Mm. And, you know, it, it kind of makes me think, like, could, you know, could this have been some sort of, like, late commercial made by Google? I think it might be. It's, it really is the only logically logical explanation as to um, what this is. Yeah, because like, other than that, it could be like, you know, as, as we just said, it's been someone's leaked it or maybe it's like some sort of like, you know, this isn't real, but it's actually going to be like a real trailer kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or it could just be, you know, like a counterfeit device and, they've just, and it just looks so good. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it, it could be a thing, but like, it you know. It could be. Props Maybe it's a boycott from uh, from Google themselves, <laughs> releasing <laughs> yeah. a completely fake new phone and placing in the wild. Actually, talking about placing in the wild, apparently, according to sources, that this phone, the Pixel Three XL, was uh, supposedly left in one in a lift car. Oh yeah, I heard about that. So that, that yeah, would, that would that would have been pretty pretty embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> um, actually, it's not the first time such thing has happened. I think. Previously, that happened with a Samsung. Um, <laughs> I forget which model, but yeah, it was left in a taxi. It fell out Rip. of someone's pocket during their testing. Yeah, so we know a lot. 
Yeah, it's, about the it's pretty creation. crazy. Yeah, what, like, like, what are they going to say other yeah, than this is it? <laughs> there's, there's nothing left to say for, for Google. <laughs> it's out there. It's around. Unless, of course, it's completely different and it's completely wrong. Yes, that, that could be a thing. Which I'm kind of hoping it is. That'll be really yeah. interesting. <sighs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Google would be like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> Talking about phones, uh, it comes closely related to our next story, which is a virus outbreak at... Um, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or more well-known as TSMC. Um, basically, they're a, a manufacturing company that produces lots of processors and uh, all microcontrollers sort of things. And yeah, so they have come to suffer a, a virus outbreak. Not an attack, speculations say, <laughs> um, but more an outbreak. They Yeah, so apparently this virus came along due to human error which seems to have been caught via the installation of a new tool. That sounds fishy. Yeah. <laughs> a new tool or perhaps a unwanted program. But what's even funnier, <laughs> I find, I mean, yeah, it's, it's quite a serious case because it yeah. does affect, uh, obviously, the productions of these microprocessors, which ultimately end up in most of our phones and, well, like everyone's phones, yeah. basically. Um, but yeah, the virus that uh, is the culprit here is called WannaCry. Um, of course it's called that yeah so it's a ransomware uh, which means it is a type of virus that will lock up your systems or cause some sort of damage to your systems but in order to repair it they ask for money which uh, is obviously a substantial amount (laughs) sounds like something Dr. Evil would do here's the plan we get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for 100 Billion dollars. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know it's a pretty big thing. It's affected a lot of people actually. So the main um, the ma- major producers of phones, being Apple, Nvidia, and Qualcomm, have all been identified and have been told that there will be delays with the production of their phones. So if you're you know get looking to get one of these phones, then there may be a bit of a delay. Yeah, uh, which is which is a shame for us consumers, but. Things come along and things, things, uh, shit happens basically. <laughs> let's, let's put it like that. In, um, in the, the wise words of Tony Abbott. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. So yeah, by, by the looks of it, this virus has not only affected their computer systems, but has also affected their, um, fabrication tools. Which, it, you know, it's a bit of an, inco- a bit of a major inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> We can't design the products. We can't make the products. What do yeah. we do? Oh, no. So that's going ahead. Uh, it wasn't too long of a delay. They did come to identify the issue quite quickly, um, but it did take them some time to uh, resolve the issue. So delays are still in place. And yes, our manufacturers, our favorite manufacturers, are going to have to wait a little bit longer for their new stuff. Repeat it. Yeah, still waiting on the final outcome. There hasn't been... Um, a final answer uh, yet we don't as of this time of recording um so we're unclear of whether the ransomware was successful in getting a ransom from them or if it just basically caused a major inconvenience which we hope it's that one would you pay the ransom yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm sure a big a huge company like that you'd you'd hope they would have some sort of backup yeah in order to restore everything so because you know if they lost all that then yeah and that would—that's would, pretty bad. I reckon would be a lot cheaper than the ransom that they were uh, uh, told to give. Yeah. After a lovely reboot. Do you know if it said how much the ransom was? No, could not find any information on that. Um, not yet. So. Uh, well, I'm sure it's more than any uh, single person could. Can, could oh yeah. Pay for. <laughs> Targeting such a big company like that. Yeah, it's probably you know a couple million dollars at least. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Maybe the guys who installed this new creative tool. Um, it's just some random guy who wants, who wants a little bit of money. Maybe it's an employee, just saying. <laughs> Inside job. <laughs> Inside job. Inside job, yep. <laughs> he, the worker got refused as to a pay rise, therefore he decided to get another way. Continuing on with phone news. Yes. Yes. The, there's a lot of phones out today. There are a lot of phones. <laughs> uh, so the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 
you know, that one that that exploded a couple of years ago, but not <laughs> because it's the next one. But anyway, it's uh, yes. been announced and yeah, we're going to tell yeah. you a little bit about it. First, first up though, big news about the Note 9 for the major craze of Fortnite. Oh my God. To everyone out there, to all of our listeners who love Fortnite, I personally don't, but no, I, I, yeah. take, I take no offense to anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you all know, as I, I didn't know, um, Fortnite was only on iOS, was only available on iOS uh, up until now, which is the Note 9 now exclusively has access to the Android version of Fortnite. Well, uh, for the first two days, for, it's yeah. released. Yeah. After then that, it'll, it'll be available everybody. to everyone. So that's a good, good plus for them. And so, you know, one, you've got your phone and now you're going to be able to play some Fortnite, but it's going to be great because it's on a 6.4-inch screen. Which is massive. It is. A bit too big for me, honestly. But yeah, yeah, likewise. But if you're into big phones. Yeah, big phones. And big hands, big phones, big... Yeah. Big, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> then this is the phone for you. Um, but you better have your wallets ready. Oh, my God. Because it's popping in at a whopping seventeen ninety nine price tag. Oh, my God. So, $200 away from two grand for a smartphone. That's not nice. It is not nice. Um, and I'm assuming we don't have, of course, any official pricing from, from Samsung themselves. But judging by the fact that there is uh, up to a 512 gigabyte version, I'm not sure if that price uh, caters for the the maximum you know, options. <laughs> yeah. So it could get more expensive, but either way, um, like I said, if you're, if you're willing to drop that much money into a smartphone, I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah. But I mean, come on, 6.4 inch screen. That's like, that's going to be that's, that's, a heckingly good thing to look at. It better be just saying. Yeah, it better be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as with every new smartphone, they are going to up their capacity on their battery. Just don't explode, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for the sake of plane safety. Let's hope that doesn't All jokes happen. aside, I think it is pretty cool that they've, they've really increased the size of the battery. So it's 4,000 milliamps, which is pretty impressive. Which to put that in perspective, um, for us Apple users, uh, so our, you know, the latest iPhone 8 at the moment their battery size is uh, 1,800 milliamps. So you can tell that it's, you know... Damn. This, this is where Apple, uh, I guess, I hate to say it, loses. Yeah, but the thing with Apple is they're trying to make their phones as thin as possible. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah, you do sacrifice your battery space. And, of course, it's not as big as a 6.4-inch yes. large smartphone. Yes. So it's reasonable. Um, but, yeah, 4,000 milliamps, that's going to be amazing in terms of battery life they claim it's you know the all day battery life i'm not sure if they're referring to all day as 12 hours or <laughs> 24 hours probably yeah 12 probably 12 yeah, yeah. from but from the t- time you unplug your phone to the time you have to replug your phone yes but i tell you what is going to be very handy with the 512 gigabytes of storage mm-hmm. is the ability to be able to take so many selfies <laughs> with the little stylus that they've got that's right the, yep. the ultimate way to take us uh, take us a photo, yeah, is with so, now with your stylus. Oh, why? <sighs> what have we gone to? Seriously, I know. I'm ashamed to be. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm all for selfies, even though I never take one. Yeah, so it's going to come of of course with a stylus, as the note is famously known for. Yes. Wow, how do I know that? I'm an Apple user. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's a battery powered stylus uh, that can also be used as a remote control for selfies. Yeah, and you know, and presentations and all that kind of stuff. But you know, of course, yeah. selfies. The, don't worry about anything else. The main point is selfies. No one, no that's one all, does presentations. Presentations. What are those presentations of selfies? I can understand. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So with a smartphone that has a six point four inch smart screen, um, obviously graphics going to have to be quite powerful to power such thing. Yeah. You know what? Maybe even the new Nvidia RTX twenty eighty could be enough to power such a large <laughs> smartphone screen. Wow, what an awful segue. <laughs> hey, it was great. Yeah. Don't you guys agree? 
yes, yeah, so no, if they, you they don't. <laughs> if you didn't get the segue, we are now moving on to the brand new NVIDIA RTX, not GTX, RTX 2080. Why did they have to change it? RTX. No. Change is the greatest aspect of human life. No, I'm kidding. I hate it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the uh, NVIDIA RTX. Uh, um, um, mm-hmm. What is the NVIDIA RTX? RTX to any AD or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. Some... It's a graphics card. That's all you need to know. It's a graphics card. That's it. Yeah. So the RTX 2080 was announced a couple of days ago. At the time of recording. With uh, approved, obviously, final images and the actual physical thing, what it looks like, which I think it looks pretty damn cool and minimal and sleek and aesthetic. And oh, yeah. And I want it. <laughs> um, so if you can't tell, this is the um, successor to. Very popular GTX 1080 and the 1080 Ti. Yes. But a different sort of twist to it, to um, NVIDIA. What they've done is, in the past, they've had their reference cards, which, you know, have that typical NVIDIA look that people love. Um, but no overclocking. Pure, you know, base stock GPU. But this time, they're offering their reference cards with uh, overclock from factory. Dun, dun, dun. Overclock all the things. So that's going to be a first in their line. But that is that is besides the entire main point of RTX, uh, of the RTX series. So they've announced the RTX 2080, the RTX 2080 Ti, and the RTX 2070, which will be coming later in the year. RTX, I, I'm not exactly sure what it stands for, but the, the main performance part of this card is real-time ray tracing. Let me say that again. Real-time ray tracing. <laughs> Let me just pick my mind up from the floor. That is huge. Like, real-time. Yeah, so for those who don't know what ray tracing is, it's basically a process during rendering where not only do you account for the physical properties of light, but also of how it interacts with its, with its environment. So stuff like shadows, reflections, um diffusion, you know, everything, everything that makes things look pretty. bit onto specs now. Uh, for those of you who have the current 10 series cards, you might Woo. be interested in these and whether you want to upgrade or not. Yeah, Mind I you, just, it is... I just bought mine, so I'm right. Yeah, that's right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's start from right from the top to the 2080 Ti. You're looking at uh, 4,352 cuticles. Man, that's a lot. That is a lot. 11 gigs of GDDR6. Damn! Um, so, stepped up again there. Of course. <laughs> as always. Uh, 14 gigabits per second memory speed. 10 gigarays per second Giga ray tracing. Um, RTX operations. 76 trillion per second. Man, this thing sounds powerful. <laughs> and you know why? Because the power consumption is 250 watts. Oh! <laughs> Damn! So if you pay your electricity bills, um, <laughs> rip you. Please do consider this factor before buying it. <laughs> yeah, it's they not... probably won't. <laughs> that that ain't care. Yeah, they want, they want the raw power, the, the latest, the best in graphics cards. And I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I wish I had the money. Talking about money, I think it's about time that we pay some bills. Andrew, we've all been in this situation, surfing on the web at home, at work, or on the go. But while we're busy watching YouTube clips, someone else could be watching us. That's right. While connected to public Wi-Fi, there could be anyone spying on you. And it's easy as that. Even on your home Wi-Fi, your ISP can tell what you're looking at and when. However, we have a solution for you. And that's private internet access. PIA is a simple-to-use VPN service that provides state-of-the-art multi-layered security and privacy. It can allow you to browse the internet privately and securely, hide your IP address from the real world, and even supports torrenting. All this on up to five devices simultaneously. They have over 3,000 servers in 28 countries, which even allow you to unblock sites while traveling. Simply follow the link in the show notes below and sign up for two years of secure internet browsing for only $2.91 US a month. And if you're not happy, you get a seven-day money-back guarantee. Wow, that's pretty good. It's available on Windows, Mac, iPhone, Android, Linux, and Chrome. To get PIA, follow the link in the show notes. Always remember, kids, use protection. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. 
when Snapchat was launched in 2011. It was named Peekaboo, but in 2012, it was renamed to Snapchat. Talking about money, there's going to be a really large exchange of money between Vodafone and TPG. Now, for people who are not, you know, the, who live under a rock for the Australians or for anyone who, you know, because we, we do have a, a significant audience outside of Australia. Hello, people. Hello. Um, TPG and Vodafone, they are Australia's third and fourth largest telcos. So what's happened is, or what's happening or going to happen is that they're going to merge. They're coming together as one. They're coming to unite like the human race should do. Yeah. <laughs> that was really deep. That was so deep. <laughs> but it's going to be a $15 million Australian merger. $15 billion. Billion. Sorry. Did I say million? I meant billion. $15 billion Australian dollars merger. Damn. I wish I had that money. $15 billion. Well, What would you do with $15 billion? I would start my own telephone company. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily for you, someone's already done that. (laughs) So Vodafone, they will be holding a 51% majority stake in the new company, while TPG will have a 49.9% stake. And after all that, the new company will be called in the Australian stock exchange, TPG Telcom Limited. So, right. Vodafone will have more power, but it's being called TPG. I guess that's fair play. Yeah. Interesting. So, wow. Yeah. So, Vodafone is going to go under the hole. Well, n- name-wise. Yeah, name-wise. That's going to be... That, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be interesting seeing all the um, retail stores switch over to... Uh, well, uh, yeah, I or are what they keeping that? Uh, I guess they'll just change names. Yeah. But... So, Unless it's all like the the company behind these, yeah, yeah. probably or maybe. Oh, who knows? It, yeah. I guess we, time will tell. Whether or not the merger proceeds will depend on the companies getting approval from uh, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission and Foreign Investment Review Board. So there's going to have to be a little process that they're going to have to go through in order to get the merge happen. Because you know, processing fifteen billion dollars. Yeah, well, it's not appara- a simple I think I remember, thing. I think I remember reading that it's like a tw- six to twelve month, uh, like review period, which wow. is pretty long. That's a lengthy time for them. But yeah, the ACCC has expressed concern about the deal. Uh, so Rod Sims, who's the ACCC's chairman, said that no doubt the merger parties will argue that it makes them stronger to compete with Telstra and Optus. On the other hand, having four parties in the market can be better than having three. However, having a new entrant desperate to gain share can offer better deals for consumers, which I think, you know, ultimately is the most important thing. Yeah, it's always about the customers. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we one thing that we, you know, as we've we've said a couple of times, a few, few times, is that Australian, um, you know, telcos, they know how to get as much money as they can out of us. Mm. And in return, giving us as little as possible. <laughs> Uh, just business things, hey. Yeah, it's yeah. just business. Nothing personal. That's it. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out for the people's internet and uh, phone plans uh, who are currently with both TPG and um, Vodafone, which I know heaps of people in Vodafone. Like, it seems to be quite popular amongst the, uh, yeah, I guess, the younger generations, so- at least. Yeah, well, because so TPG is they they're a pretty big name in terms of um, like broadband home internet. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always see their their commercials saying it's like you know unlimited data for forty not forty. What was that? Forty forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. Ninety nine a month. Yeah, which is pretty damn good deal comparing to like you're looking at Ops and Telstra, which are above a hundred dollars. Yeah, to data, but I mean, you have other things like home phone. That, that too. But one thing I do have to, well, actually, isn't it home phone and um, data for $49.99 a month? Oh, actually, yeah, I think it is. Hey. Yes. But one thing is the $99 a month for Optus and Telstra. um, That is your, you know, your hundred down to up. Whereas TPG, at least from memory, they, they're not as fast. They're like max 50. 
which yeah. is you know obviously why they can be so cheap. But you know, you never know. With this fifteen billion dollars, they may be able to do even more competitive stuff. And it'll be, as you said, it'll be definitely interesting to see where this you know takes us. Talking about panning out, <laughs> we're doing another segue here. <laughs> Segway, DJI. The lovely company that we all know and love that creates all our great media. I love most DJI. Of it. So do I. Yeah. They're awesome. They're so expensive. Oh, <laughs> as you will find out in just a moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So DJI has released two new drones. Now, you may, if you remember back to last year, they released the Mavic Pro. Uh, but this year, they've released two new drones because, you know, why not? Two, of course, <laughs> called the Mavic 2 Pro and the Mavic 2 Zoom. Zoom. What does that do? I don't know. Why don't we find out? Yes. So well, let's start off. So the Mavic 2 Pro comes in at an amazingly expensive price of $2,299 US, Australian, sorry. Mm. And the Zoom is eh, not too bad, but still kind of expensive, $1,999 Australian. Um, both drones have a total of 31 minutes of battery life. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Drone. That, uh, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. They have Action Track 2.0. So, for those who don't, who haven't seen the video or just don't know in general, it's, you know, how when cars, when you, you've got like a car and it goes around like a, like a building or something and it kind of loses focus and all that kind of stuff, doesn't really know where it's going. I've had that. Uh, yeah, I've actually had that happen quite a few times when using my um, uh, the Mavic Pro, trying to, especially with people. Um, when they're running around mm. and then they go behind a bush and no. it just loses it. So, yeah, well, with Action Track 2.0, it will now no longer, and it will kind of, like, guess where it'll go. So, you know, I'm sure it won't be as good as they're making it out to be because, you know, like a very yeah. kind of choreographed kind of um, <laughs> film. A computer can only guess so much. Yeah, but, you know, it should definitely kind of increase the likelihood of it being successful. <laughs> You know what this is reminding me of? What? <laughs> the latest internet trend of um, surprising your dog that you, <laughs> you know, when you hold up the cloth. Yeah. And then you drop it and you disappear. <laughs> Can try to play those. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can play those pranks on the uh, the Mavic Pro too. <laughs> oh, yes. I can see it now. It's going to be uh, so so famous. Uh, so, so viral. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that's a, a thing that oh. hopefully they're going to eliminate that. Yes. Um. Anyway. Onto specs. Or particular specs. So that's what both camera, both drones have had. Now, in particular with the Pro variant, they've got the Hasselblad camera. Now, for those who don't know who Hasselblad is or, you know, why they've got anything to do with um, DJI is, well, DJI, firstly, they bought Hasselblad. And secondly, for those who are familiar with film, like with camera, video cameras, if, if you've ever heard of uh, red, which we've discussed previously on the um, on the show before, Hasselblad is kind of like the red of the stills cameras. It you put that very well. Yeah. <laughs> but an interesting point that you brought up um, just before the show, Andrew, will keep, mind retelling that for us? Yes. Yeah, so um, for those who do know the name Hasselblad, it is like, yeah, as Harry said, like the kingpin of the stills world. Yeah. Um, you're very expensive, high professional, medium format cameras. But... In the case of the Mavic 2 Pro, I keep saying Mavic Pro 2, Mavic 2 Pro. <laughs> um, the sensor in it is, if, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, um, but if I'm not mistaken, it's the same sensor that is in the Phantom 4 uh, and the Phantom 4 Plus, mm. um, which is actually a Sony sensor. Um, so those familiar with the Sony Compact Series, the RX100s, they are the one-inch sensors that is used in there. So... If if I am correct and if it is true, then Hasselblad on the camera is merely just a name they can use because they own. Yeah, they own it. <laughs> um, it does sound a bit dodgy, but I'm, look, yeah. I'm sure there is some. Yeah, I mean the optics are definitely a lot more refined. Yeah, and a lot clearer and a lot sharper. So they got that going for the name. Mm. Um, but don't get. Too excited that it's a whole new mini Hasselblad sitting on your drone flying in the exactly, air. Exactly, yeah. So continuing on, uh, it's 20, me- 20 megapixel camera uh, sensor. Uh, it's a one inch sensor. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's always good. Uh, 10 bit D-Log, which 
I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be so good. It's be so good. <laughs> Get that nice flat looking image. Mm, flat. And it'll also have 10-bit HDR video. I wonder what memory card is going to need to record all that data. Oh. It's going to have to be hefty. It is. Oh, actually, that's actually true. More, uh, more sales for SanDisk. Yeah. Well, okay, let's think about it. So it's 2003, sorry, two, oh, yeah, 2300 dollars Australian. Mm. Plus True. Uh let, okay, well let's say it's like, you know, hundred and hundred at least a hundred dollars, would you say, for yeah, a at SD least. card for a decent amount of yeah. storage at a different decent speed? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be expensive. Mind you, micro SD cards are a little bit more. Oh yeah, true. true. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna get up there if you're looking to buy one of these lovely rigs. <laughs> um and of course the accessories. Don't forget that DJI also offers their fly more combos. Yes. Uh, so two extra batteries, extra set of props, bag, uh, what car charger, etc. And also the goggles. So if you want to be able to, ah, yes, with like a first person kind of thing. Yep, first person view. Going to be expensive. So that's obviously a lot of money. Hmm. So if you don't want to, or I wouldn't even say if you don't want to spend that amount of money because <laughs> it's yeah. Anyway, well you'll see. The Mavic Two Zoom has a twenty-four to forty-eight millimeter optical zoom. Which I think is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it's a decent zoom. Yeah. Uh, if you're coming from a, a DSLR world, keep in mind that this is a one-inch sensor. So uh, it's a half point three inch sensor. Yes. Don't get mixed up with the Mavic 2 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that focal length is uh, whatever the magnification equivalent is to your full frame. Um, but it is quite a cool zoom. Yeah. So it sports a 12 megapixel half point three inch. CMOS sensor. Yes. Um, so smaller than your Mavic 2 Pro, which is, I guess, why the price difference comes in there. And Yeah, somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, so you do have to, I guess, choose. I mean, if you have enough money to buy both, please be my friend. <laughs> I would love to use both. <laughs> well, that actually raises a very interesting thing because, well, yeah, you basically, if you, you basically do want to get two. Mm, yeah. Because there are, you know, you've got a really... Nice sensor, and d- I'm assuming D-Log isn't part of the r- don't other think one? so, yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah, like, unless mm. you, you know, don't mind foregoing either, like, a nicer, in inverted commas, sensor compared to, like, Having optical zoom. zoom. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to buy two. Yeah. I mean... Me personally, as cool as it is to have a zoom lens on a on a drone, I don't exactly see the point in it. As, yeah, you know, your drone is made to move around, so if you need to get closer to a subject, get uh, simply do so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Plus, let's let's think about it. You know, most of the shots that you're going to be getting with a camera like with a drone like this are going mm. to be aerial shots. Where yeah, and nice wide wide sort of uh, field of views. So. Yeah. But you never know. People can get creative. Yeah. Um, and actually, actually, where where creative where creativity does come from, DJI is that they've managed to put in a dolly zoom effect. Yes. That is fully automated, so you're gonna get that perfectly cool smooth thing that you do. <laughs> yes. Um, basically, what a dolly zoom is trombone is, effect. Is, it, is that what it's called? Trombone effect. Yeah. yeah. Or the Spielberg. Spielberg, Zoom. yeah, in fact, yeah, he was the first one that did that. Basically, it's where the camera either, for example, the camera goes closer to a subject, but um, your lens is zooming out. So it, yeah, it'll look like as though the the subject. So let's say, for example, the person is staying station is stationary, but the background is kind of like it's compressing and looks doing this really cool effect. If you don't know what it is, just YouTube it. You know, there's like heaps of effects yeah, out there. Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks awesome. So seeing that on a drone, nicely done and, and automated, which would be awesome because it can be very tricky to do. Yeah. Especially on like a DSLR series um, series situation, I mean. Uh, yeah, so those are the two drones released by DJI and it's making its rounds. And it's, I mean, like every other bit of new technology, new mainstream technology, it's uh, quite popular already and everyone Ooh, wants yes. it. But yeah, the price tag. Oh, the price tag. Mm. And uh, on to the next story, Road. Yes, good old Road, also known as the unofficial sponsors of this podcast. 
Hit us up, bro. Hit us up, please. We love you. We're Australian too. Yeah. Yeah, for those who didn't know, Road is actually an Australian company, which I didn't, well, I'm, I think I knew about it, completely forgot, but uh, got re-sparked with that memory <laughs> not too long ago. So um, they've released a new microphone Yes, for us Apple users. Oh yeah, because we're special and we need special stuff and I hate it. <laughs> so you may, you know, I'm sure, as I'm sure everyone who's even remotely interested in filmography is, you know, the video mic. Yeah. It's something that you'd see on a DSLR and all that kind of stuff. But what they've actually done is they've actually released that video mic kind of as a lightning connector variant, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. So, you know, it means anyone who's got an iPhone or an iPad, they're able to now connect their, um, you know, have not professional, but at least much better sounding um, audio, which would be, you know, good. Which we all love to have. Yeah. So yeah. it's a cardioid microphone, which means, you know, it's able to pick up audio that's in front and it just rejects everything at, you know, at least pretty much rejects everything else from behind it and to the sides. Sounds like my life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Deep. In terms of the of how it looks and, and you know, the, um, the form factor of it, um, if you've guys seen the Rode Video Micro or the Rode Video Mic Me, um, it is essentially the same thing, uh, except with a 3.5 mil jack. It it has a lightning port because we're special. <laughs> well, that's why it's called the Me L Me Me Lightning. Please lightning. Me likey. Yes, that would be a great little addition to your arsenal of audio gear. Anyway, but as we mentioned, it is connected via lightning port. Now, for those who you know have an iPhone seven or above. They now realize at this point that they can't actually listen to anything because, you know, that, that age old <laughs> thing of not having a headphone jack anymore. Yeah. And uh, the lightning port adapter to uh, 3.5 yeah. mil jack. Yeah. However, mm. your problem has been solved because there is a headphone jack on the actual microphone. Right in the back of it. Right in the back for direct monitoring. Yeah. Low and latency. it's at a not too bad price yeah. of $89. $89. Oh, that's Australian. So. Australian dollars, yes. If if you have an iPhone 7 or later and you wish to add a, a headphone jack to your phone, <laughs> um, feel free to spend $89 on it and... Uh, Get a new microphone and, while you're there. Yeah. It's a two-in-one. <laughs> hey, would you look at that? See, Apple is great. <laughs> uh, Apple. Oh, I missed the headphone jack. <laughs> So, you know, HTC, we may know as, you know, phone manufacturer. They're also the manufacturer of the, of the HTC Vive, which, you know, as we know very well, is eh, probably the best virtual reality, reality headset. Would you yeah. agree with that assessment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, I mean, my limited experience, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, I want one so much. But the big problem, as I'm sure anyone who's used it before, is... You're trapped. You're trapped because it's of this huge cable that is coming from you all the way to your computer. Yep. Basically, you, when you wear a HTC Vive. Or any, pretty much. Or, yeah, anything. Um, you have a massive mullet <laughs> on the back of your head. Yep. Which allows you to see things. <laughs> so HTC has uh, taken a step to get rid of this issue. Yep. By creating a wireless adapter. I remember they were talking about it last year. They were, you know, they were talking about release, I think, and I remember they were trialing it in, like, Asia or something. Anyway, mm. but, you know, now, yeah, they've released a, uh, a wireless adapter, which is pretty cool. So it's, it's, it's attached. So what you do is you attach it to a PCIe slot. That's the word. A PCIe slot on your PC, um, which will then transmit the game to the wireless module that you insert on the Vive. So, that, you know, mm. that's pretty cool. That's quite cool. That's yeah. uh, very modular. And you know, it also kind of increases the size now. So now you're able to work in a six meter by six meter range with a, and it, it also has a 150 degree field of view. That is quite a, that's a fair increase. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it uses a 60 hertz band using Intel's Wi-Gig or Wi-Gig. 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 
W-I-G-I-G. <laughs> um, yeah, specification, which allows for low latency uh, transmission. So obviously having lag uh, in, a, in a virtual reality world yeah. isn't, isn't favorable. It's not. You'll get sick, probably. Yeah, you, yeah, you really sickness. would. It'll, it'll confuse your brain. So yeah, 60 gigahertz, that's damn high frequency, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, because it means that there also won't be any, or at least not most, most devices don't really use, yeah, at least no by default, mm. uh, yeah, the, that particular frequency, which means, you know... No interference. Yeah, no interference. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's like a long way away from 2.5 or 5 gigahertz. Yep. Um, and you'll also be able to have up to three wireless adapters in the same room. So, mm. you know, you and two other friends can, you know, enjoy <laughs> play your own games. Yeah, play at the same or, time. Or, or do your own thing together. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just VR things, <laughs> and you can you can just experience the amount of money that you've you've spent. Yeah, <laughs> it's all true bestiality form. Uh, after having all this, if you've got an HTC Vive and you want to get one of these, you'll be able to pre-order from the fifth of September, which I think is it's not too far. It's, oh wait, no, it, it's tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, well, tomorrow from the day of recording, it's. It's probably already out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of pre-orders. Um, and you, with that, you'll also get a two-month subscription to Viveport, which is HTC's own VR game store. You know, kind of like Steam. Like but, Steam, but for but not. HTC. And it will cost a total of $299 US. So that's like $310-ish Australian for our Australian listeners. Which will be quite cool. I'm going to be so poor. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Yes. But I guess that, that's the cost of having a, a totally free wireless headset, uh, VR headset. Discussion time. Yes. Now, as I've said at the beginning of the show, we'll, we will be discussing this. Uh, my health record. So I think what we'll do is we'll start off by kind of just explaining what it is because, you know, unless, despite the fact that it has been kind of rammed down everyone's mouth, uh, mouths by the government, mm. uh, you know, not everyone still knows quite what it is. So it's, it's, this is actually not a new thing. It's actually been for, around for quite a while. It was originally called a personally controlled health record scheme thing which was launched in 2012. And back when it started, it was an opt-in. And, you know, obviously, because not a lot of people kind of knew about it, it they've changed it, and now it's going to be an opt-out program. <laughs> which, yeah, it is. It is. Um, so it was actually interesting because some people were actually surprised to see that they already had a My Health record. This was due to because it was being, there was a trial that happened uh, during 2016, which meant that certain regions, uh, such as the Blue Mountain region in New South Wales and northern New South, uh, sorry, northern Queensland areas, were forcibly put into the opt-out program. So they were given one, and they just had to find out without knowing, of course. Yeah, which is a bit bit messed up, I think. Yeah, it is. It is good to get information on where your information is going, um, and to be aware of it. So. Yeah, but... Bit of a, a, a pickle of a move from them. Yeah. So, you know, I think we, we could probably start off by asking, by answering, you know, what kind of things do they have access to? Or what, what kind of things will they be giving people? We, we'll go into more depth with that, <laughs> who people are. But, you know, what kind of things will they have access to? So, uh, they'll yeah. be starting off with allergies, medications, uh, conditions that you've been diagnosed with. Whenever you've gone to the doctors or to you've been to a hospital, that kind of stuff. Yeah, any past treatments, basically anything to do with that's yeah. the, a crucial information for um, future doctors or past doctors or whatever to get access to in order to keep you alive. Mm. So yeah, we did a poll not that long ago asking, you know, would you have a problem? Do you have a problem with the my health record? And at least with our small amount of people that actually answered they said that they would have a problem and they don't really want one uh you know their biggest concerns being 
you know, who has access? Yeah. And in the, I mean, it's, it's fair enough because in the couple past months, uh, there has been several uh, privacy concerns. Mm. And as I'm sure you've all heard, not only in our previous podcast, but all of the news, um, you know, the, the scandal with Facebook um, and, and Google and, you know, all the big tech companies out there, how privacy is becoming such a, such a mainstream issue, uh, which is very appropriate because it can get dangerous in where your data is going. Identity theft, um, you know, real life theft, and mm. people can find out where you live. <laughs> it's, it can be quite scary, so... But I think the biggest question, well, yeah, as we mentioned, the biggest the biggest question was who has access. So at least according to uh, the you know the government, they're saying that you will have access, your doctor will have access, insurance companies will not have access, mm. which I think is probably one of the big, bigger concerns because if you know if people if health sorry if health companies insurance companies had access to this type of information, they could potentially figure out. You know, if you're smoking, then yeah, or you know, what kind of you know, if you've got any illnesses, which would mean your, your health insurance would go up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, that's it can get expensive. Mm-hmm. So, a spokesperson from the Department of Health has said that the My Health Record information can be used for research and public health purposes in either a de-identified form or the you know the individual so you can give express permission to have your information publicly used which i'm sure most people probably won't be doing so yeah <laughs> but you know it's 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 a thing yeah but and i think another problem that people have been having is you know how will the you know law enforcement have access mm. because under section 20 of the My Health Record Act, it does say that the you know, the police are actually able to request this people's information if they believe it's necessary pre- for preventing or investigating crimes that are protecting the public revenue, among other things. Interesting. Which is a bit mm. scary what they might mean by reasonable. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a very loose term. In, that uh, is a very loose term. Corporations. I, I've read other documents and other articles that have said that even they have been, haven't been able to provide a more concrete uh, definition, mm. which isn't very helpful, yeah. I think. But my health record has said that the police haven't asked any for anyone's information yet so that's 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 good i guess but hopefully we can trust those words yeah hopefully we can yeah i mean my take on it is i'm i'm sort of for it i mean in my case it's a little bit different because i've had (laughs) uh quite a few different health issues Mm. um so it is uh i guess it 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 is helpful for me in in terms of when i go into all these several appointments and whatnot that the record is all there and it's available for them. Like, um, oh, I remember a couple of years ago when I transitioned from the children's hospital to the mm. adult hospital, I was surprised that they had already had all my information. I was like, how, how did you get that? How do you know all this? And they're like, oh no, it's through a, um, a system, which actually now that I remember, um, it, yeah, it was indeed called the, uh, personally controlled health record. I remember my doctor saying that, um, right. Yeah, so in my case, I'm I'm all for it. It helps, it helps me save time because I hate waiting at hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there's always that side of me where I am conscious of privacy. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, I'm a I'm a bit iffy about it. Um, but I think it's I think it's an okay thing. It's definitely good that they're allowing people to opt out of it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for the general public, if you don't. If you're not going to, if you're going to the doctors like once every year or whatever to get a, I don't know, sore throat lolly, <laughs> lozenge or whatever, yeah. um, you, that's more than fine for you to opt out. And I'm sure, I mean, there hasn't been any talk of it, but I'm I'm sure once you opt out or if you're not in it at all, there are ways to request to be in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, I I agree with you. I I definitely think it will be very. Um, helpful you know for example you know if you're in a car accident or mm. some sort of you know serious in- injury and you're in hospital yeah emergency. it can definitely be 
good because you know they're able to get access to you know are you are you uh, you know have any allergies to any particular medication they they might give they might give you but yeah once again the, the privacy thing is kind of scary mm, you know it is can can we trust the government yeah <laughs> particularly that's the big question yeah can we trust anyone can, yeah <laughs> well yeah but can I trust you Harry dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, there's there's always two sides to things. Privacy is always the biggest concern. Yeah, but um, but you know, if after all this, and you're just like, nah, nah, I don't want none of this. This sounds too scary for me. You have until November fifteen this year, twenty eighteen, to opt out, which yeah. is good. You know, you should you you should be able to have the ability to not have this if you don't want it. Mm. So if you are in that boat, you can go to myhealthrecord.gov.au or you can call their hotline 1-800-723-471. All you need to have access to is your Medicare card and either your driver's license, passport or IMI card. What's an IMI card? uh, Immunization card, I guess. mm, I've never heard of that one. I've heard of it. Um, I've never actually known what it's standard for. It sounds like immunization. So yeah, it's it from what I've seen it is uh it well not seen. It from what I've read it is a simple enough process. So, you know, if you don't want it, it's yeah, a thing. You, go ahead you and can get rid of it. And opt out. Uh but once again remember it is an opt out program. So once uh November fifteen has elapsed, you will have it and you yeah, yeah, you yeah they they will start collecting information and then you once again you can get rid of it after that. I'm sure it'll be will, a little bit harder than it, yeah it'll it'll, it'll be harder. Which yeah is always fun. Governments and their red tape, but you know yeah. whatever. So that was number episode number ten of the text here. Lovely ten, the lovely number we have reached. Apologies for the. Uh, <laughs> For the extended time between this episode and the previous episode, yeah, um, our schedules have been—it's—it's it's been legitimately hard. Been full on between you know work and my uni commitments. It's been, yeah, been difficult to say yeah. the least. But here's episode ten. Yes, um, we definitely do hope that you've enjoyed listening mm-hmm. and that you will listen to our future episodes, which uh, we'll try and pump out as regularly as we can. Um, Depending on time. <laughs> yes. And Thanks. once again, you know, obviously, if you do wish to communicate with us, either Andrew or myself, you can either email us at text, the text feed podcast at hobartmedia.com or, you, as we've said in previous episodes, you may as well just get a, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah. Go because, for it. Send us a message. Yeah. Please give me a follow. <laughs> yeah, of course. Make sure you're followed. Follow, follow both of us. Follow the, uh, the page as well. Yep. And... Yeah, we can start a conversation there. And yes. Your stuff could be on the show as well. Yes. All right. So All right. this was episode number 10. My name is Harry. And I am Andrew. Over and out. <laughs>